Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The Vail Dance Festival returns to the stage July 29th through August 9th. Conversations on Dance returns for a fifth year to bring audiences behind the curtain and closer to the festival artists they love. Our live podcast recordings have just been announced and will be running from July 30th through August 9th, totaling 10 events. Guests include Justin Peck, Sarah Mearns, Pam Tanowitz, Caroline Shaw, Lauren Lovett, and many others. I will be on maternity leave this summer. These live events will be hosted by Michael with special guest hosts throughout the festival. Tickets for these live events go on sale on May 20th and can be purchased at veildance.org slash conversations dash on dash dance, or click the link in the description of this episode. Be sure to subscribe to Conversations on Dance wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss any of the content coming from the Veil Dance Festival. I'm Rebecca King-Ferraro. And I'm Michael Sean Breeden. And you're listening to Conversations on Dance. Hi, Rebecca. We are back for a special You and Me Alone episode. It's been a minute, right? Yeah. Well, we did one recently, which was fun. And then, but we knew we had too much to cover. So we had to break it up. Oh, yeah. And it it was right right before we were going to see each other. Yes in the flesh and see Miami City Ballet perform. And then we thought it would be nice to kind of do a sort of um, uh, episode where we just talk about performances that we've seen. Um, And it was fun that we got to see the MCB together. We got to see Jules. Mm -hmm. And last week I got to see Jules uh, at the Royal Danish Ballet. Um, so tell us why you were there, Mikey. Why, what were you doing at the Royal Danish Ballet? I was casting a ballet. For Justin oh. Peck. Yeah. It's okay. um and I, I'll be staging it in the fall. It's been announced already. It's um Ballet, which is mm-hmm. a beautiful Justin Ballet. Um, I think it's only been done outside the US one time. Oh, um, cool. So this is the this will be the second time it's been done outside of the New York City Ballet. My first time staging the ballet, but I'm obviously super excited the World Danish Ballet iconic company and I last last week I got to see them in Jules and their premiere of Don Quixote. Oh that was their premiere. Oh very cool. 
Yeah. So I was watching rehearsal, all the dress rehearsals leading up to it. Mm -hmm. And then in the evening, they would perform Jewels until finally on Saturday night, they had a premiere of Don Q. Mm -hmm. So I've been seeing a lot of dance lately, which has been really fun. That's awesome. Um, How is it about the, um, because you texted me about this. Um, we just talked about it offline, but I'd love to have it on the pod. Um, tell us about the theater and the music um, uh, in the theater. Yeah, yeah. The Royal Danish Ballet. They have the the orchestra pit. I don't know if it's higher, but it certainly feels less pushed under the stage than I think most American pits have the orchestra. Mm-hmm. So the sound is really rich and. Um, you feel like enveloped by it. The theater's also small; like it's it's not the Met. I don't. I think it, they seat maybe twelve hundred people, mm-hmm. so that's smaller than what we dance in Miami at the Arch Center. It's small, much much smaller than the Met. Smaller than State Theater, mm-hmm. so um, it's more intimate, and you're you're just closer to the musicians. So yeah. I mean, it's such a gorgeous theater. Um, mm. And yeah, the picture just, you sent was so pretty. Yeah, it almost yeah. looked like there was no, just from the photo, it looked like almost no orchestra members were directly down under the they stage aren't. at all. It's like they're yeah. in the, the like what we would consider the orchestra ticket seats. Yeah. Almost, they're right? Just there. Like the front yeah. of those seats, yeah. Yeah, so the sound so is incredible. Cool. And and I have to really give them props because um, all the tempos were wonderful for jewels nothing dragged um you know they did there was no like embellishing diamonds potted on making it you know 13 minutes long or anything and the dancers really did a beautiful job um and then yeah. in don quixote too that it was not um you know like it's a long ballet it's yeah, a lot yeah, yeah. it's a lot to get through so uh, <laughs> especially the first cast was holly dorger who's an american dancer went to the school of american ballet um a couple years younger than me and so she she's totally capable of like really pushing it with the speed. And it was really fun to watch the conductor um, push in that way. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, she's just, oh, she finished with a crazy fuete sequence at the end. Oh, yeah. Single and a single and a double with the fan and a single and a single double attitude to the front. <gasps> oh, <gasps> yeah. Oh. Double front attitude. Wow. And she did it the whole time. She didn't go into single like that was the sequence. That was the sequence the entire time. Counts, yeah. Wow, I kind of love that attitude front. Attitude front, I feel like it allows you to square off in a nice way. Uh-huh. Underrated right? attitude. Yeah, front. yeah, I kind of like that. <laughs> I wonder how that conversation works if they're like, "Oh, here are your options," or if she's right. like, "I've been thinking yeah. for a long time, I'd like to do this." You know, I did see two other casts, and they did not. I don't think they did the same sequence. I mean, I was jet lagged, so <laughs> I was really losing it at points, but um, it was fun. I got to watch ballet all day. You know, I'd come, come watch company class and then I'd watch Don Q dress rehearsals and then in the evening would be jewels. I mean, so what's better than that? When you do something like that, when you go, you were there for almost a week, right? Um, ahead yeah. of time, you weren't like setting any of the actual ballet. What was mm-hmm. the capacity that you were there in and what were you kind of, what did you have your eye on? Well, I was just just to cast the ballet, which is two cup, sorry, four couples and one soloist male figure. Um, and so I just had to was trying to get as acquainted with the dancers as possible. It was, I mean, this was a real luxury. I have to tell you, it's pretty amazing to have a whole week to just sit and get to know everyone. Normally, mm-hmm. you have to do it, you know, right away. You you are lucky if you do what we used to hate as dancers, <laughs> which is like the the audition, right? Like. Or, you know, even worse, if you only have company class to cast, I think I'm trying to remember that somewhere, I think. Yeah. I remember you 
panicking. I think it was, it was when you were working with Pat and you guys were panicked that you had like just one class to get to know people and then like essentially cast yeah. it and you were like looking online. Yeah. I, I mean, which also it's like as dancers, we probably would hate, but like, what is your other option? You know, right. so it's like you were looking at Instagrams and stuff. Yeah. But... We were literally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So this is nice. Cause I really got to, to know everyone and like there were, there, it was fun because there were times where I was just like, after a certain performance, I would see a certain dancer and I'd be like, oh my God, they, I had no idea they were capable of that. I'm so oh, excited wow. now. Um, oh, and to so. be able to have that luxury of not just even seeing so much in the studios or rehearsals, like performances. I mean, yeah. I always know that People like for so me, different. it's so different. Like performances was where I felt most comfy and felt like I could dance the most. And, you know, so it would have been so nice to have that you know, someone looking at it from that perspective. I feel like we had that maybe happen like only once or so um, at Miami City Ballet where someone came ahead and watched. Yeah. It's just, it's so much better to see performances. Yeah. And yeah. 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 And ju- with Jules, cool. it's like, it's so varied. You really get a good idea ab- about mm-hmm. a lot of the people in the company. I wonder if that's protocol for them there. Um, like an expense that maybe in the U.S. would not be deemed yeah. something essential because of course. Right. It was that was a long time for them to bring you there and a, a far no, way to go. <laughs> yeah. My first time out of the country since, you know, the pandemic. So that yeah. was wild. And, you know, they're completely open. There was nary a mask in sight. Yeah, yeah. So it was just like, I was like, wow, okay, we've really stepped back in time. And uh, so that well, what was about on the airplane? No, no masks, right? No. It's not a thing yeah. anymore. I mean, some people oh. wear masks. Sure, sure, sure. But on the airplane, but like then once you're at the airport in Denmark, you know, I guess it's just that's how how it be now, which is changing different. Yeah, (laughs) Um, it had to change at some point, I guess. Yeah. 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 So let's see. We saw. Let's see. I've seen a lot of um, friends of the pod perform recently. And that's been fun. So uh, I think we already I already brought this up in the last one. But um, uh, Ashwini Ramaswamy um, from. Ragamala dance. She had a, a big choreographic premiere at the Prishnikov Arts Center, and um, Mira Nadon is like my has been my uh, buddy, my my dance buddy. We went to see um, Ashwini, and then we also went to see Carol Armitage, and um, so we saw Ashwini, and we both were just so taken with her, and the the other dancers mm. were, were were wonderful as well. Um, two dancers that I think were more steeped in a modern background, but like seen through the lens of like the Bharatanatan style, mm-hmm. um, which was cool. And then live music, gorgeous live music. So I, I so they cool. didn't make an announcement or anything, but I think something, obviously there was some sort of COVID scare. The premiere, oh. they did, they were not in masks. And then by the time we saw them, they were in masks. Oh, but darn. while that, you know, that's, but like, of course, initially you're like, oh, darn. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. But then what was so cool was, I mean, and Mira and I both were just like, wow, blown away by the way Ashwini uses her eyes. Mira was like, I'm, I'm going to steal all of this. Oh, cool. It was so fun. Like it was just, it's just so theatrical and not like, it's just, it's such an important part of, of dance, but mm-hmm. like it could so easily teeter into like something uh, sort of like grotesque if you're just like sure. flashing your eyes you know like like but but ashwini would like just really like the mystery that she conveyed through that 
one thing, you know, or like her head and neck, the way she used that. Like it was really interesting to see her that her face not there in its entirety, but then right. like the way then other things came out to to bring out her vision. I would love to know what her thought process was. Like if that she's just like, this is how I'm always because of course you haven't seen her dance in person before. So I wonder if that's just like normal operating procedure for her or if she was really putting extra thought into, okay, I don't have these other ways to express my face. I really need to think about my eyes right. more, but obviously making all the right choices regardless right. of, <laughs> I, I mean, we were, Mira and I loved her so much and um, it was, it was really fun That's to go so together. Cool. Um, I'll be seeing Mira in Ruby's tall girl tomorrow <gasps> night. Which we've been waiting for her a long time because she had a premiere in 2019. I haven't been able to see it live. She's done it a few times since, mm-hmm. but she was so great. Um, they they showed Ruby's like a that was part of the New York City Valley streaming season. That's right. Um, That's how I've seen it. That's right. Right. And it's just excited. it's just Ruby's is part of the Stravinsky Festival, right? It's not a full evening of jewels. Yes. Yeah. It's just just Ruby's is closing the night. I think the rest of the program is Bézé de la Fée. The Cage and Duo Concertant. So it's a, it's a really fun program. They're doing great programming. I mean, they always yeah, but yeah, extra good right now. That's fun. Something interesting that I was seeing at, at New York City Ballet, um, not involved in the Stravinsky Festival, but it was the, the New Works program. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so Pam, one of Pam's newest premiere got cut, sadly, due to COVID. Like, I mean, COVID has just been really ravaging like, everything ravaging that the one that sarah Mearns was supposed to be a part of yeah so that it had its premiere but that's what i thought it subsequent performances have been canceled oh. um and then this other ballet the one that uh it was actually made for miami city ballet and dance theater of harlem dancers at the kennedy center um and we saw the premiere of that right we saw it we were there remember yeah. but, but we what sure was were. the it was Faust and well, other- was that when we saw that was when MCB was there. Yeah, of course. Yeah, it was it was the Faust programming well, the program was Faust that piece and something else. Faust was last. Brahms um, Handel and Carousel, I think, went. Yes, that's what happened. Yeah. That's right. And so we saw that we saw the world premiere of that piece. It was commissioned, yeah. I, as I recall, by the Kennedy Center. I think so. And mm-hmm. so New York City Ballet, Wendy, um, you know, I think snatched it for the New York city ballet. And um, so it was four dancers originally, but what was so fun, I mean, not fun. I I'm sad that the dancers were ill and unable to perform, but it, yeah. they did it. They did it anyway, even though they only had three dancers. And it was so interesting because oh. I actually couldn't envision it with four. I know I'd seen it before with the four, mm-hmm. but um, it was Daniel Applebaum, Adrian Danzig Waring, and Naomi Cordy. And Naomi Cordy, who is a fabulous dancer, who we both noted as being someone of immense potential when we were watching her in Susie's C2 point class. Look at us um, having that great taste. Well, I mean, she was just very obvious. So beautiful. But she she's had a bit of a, a, a you know, a hard time with an injury, uh-huh. long-term injury that um, you know, obviously we both know how hard those can be. So it's mm-hmm. been really fun to watch her have a season where she's breaking out again. So she was in that and then also featured in a lead in Justin Peck's Partita, which followed. Um, but we need to the, talk about that. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, yeah, I just was, it was really fascinating to see Pam's work be flexible enough to, to, and, and maybe Cheers. even more interesting to me and with different. the trio rather than the quartet. So they still, the one thing that really stood out for me, I mean, I, the costumes are very iconic to me, mm-hmm. Rita and Harriet designs, right? Um, right. which I loved. And of course, I don't remember. It's, I mean, it's been so long now. It must have been like 18, 2018 or so. But I do remember that they, the dancers pushed the piano across the stage. Yeah, that's how it ends. That's or maybe, how it ends. I don't or even like know if that's how it ends. Because they could have cut parts of the ballet for all I know. It's, oh, that's sure. how it ended with this. So Okay. Um, but I remember that being so freaking cool because it was kind of like... Um, I felt a little bit like, like it was a nod to a duo concertant moment where they mm-hmm. would, you know, the dancers in that ball in that ballet stand and look at the pianists to have like a moment to appreciate the music and then go on to dance. So it kind of felt similar in that way. And then they would just they pushed the whole piano across the stage where, of course, everyone was focused on the piano music. And it was just such a right. cool moment. It, w- it was like, yeah. a, you know, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I also I loved the work and I at the end. They were it was really well cast like the the way the three of them are so different as dancers mm-hmm. daniel adrian and naomi um and yeah it was just such a great thing to see that work done again i mean where, where pam stands in this house but mm-hmm. so i was really disappointed i didn't get to see pam's new work yeah. um but yeah everyone i mean people at city ballet are dancing so beautifully I want to hear about Partita, though. Oh, yeah, um, Partita. So so this is um, Caroline Shaw, friend of the pod, who we love and also um, is often in Vail, who we've seen in Vail many times, will be there this year. Um, Her music, Partita, which I believe won a Pulitzer, right, for that piece of music. I mean, it's a huge deal. We've listened to it before. It's on Spotify. It's wherever wherever you get your music. Um, And so then I was so interested then to see Justin... Peck, who has worked with Caroline in a um, collaborative way, then to create a work on music for of hers that's already been established. So, mm-hmm. what were we thinking yeah. about? Tell I, th- me, I think like- you, I think you'd like it a lot. I mean, what was cool? What I was really struck by. So, right before I saw Partita, Justin and I had been having an extended conversation about ballet, and mm-hmm. we watched the the ballet this is something well we never watched it together we've never watched it work we normally just sit down and talk but this was fun because we we were watching it and just doing sort of like director's commentary and i would like right oh actually we recorded it audio um so you can refer to it yeah and so to dive from that which is his most romantic most unabashedly romantic most classical work Mm -hmm. to this which is in sneakers and then this like really um you know interesting uh like melding of voices and um you know very modern take on what a ballet musical composition could be um and then i was like tying together in my mind i was like okay so like this doesn't look anything like bella and then i'm like but i notice him using like a similar device here or it's like very mm. from the same creative mind um but still very different so it was fun to see that it's like watching you know um balancing do divert and then episodes mm-hmm. um so that was cool to 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 make that connection there are two i think that the, probably the two highlights of the piece are one there's a, a duet for two women which i didn't see i actually saw the second cast and the second cast was beautiful it was naomi cordy and mary miller mary miller mm-hmm. friend of the pod mm-hmm. and then um uh the there's a sort of um 
I guess it, I, I mean, I don't want to mislabel the kind of dance it is, but it's like, it looks like break dance or like, you know, more. Okay. Um, yeah. Very into the sneaker realm. Yeah. Sneaker vibes yeah. for the men. Um, that is KJ Takahashi and who will be at Vail this year and um, Victor Abreu. And that was, uh, you know, the very, they, they really juxtaposed one another. Like with a female duet has like a lot of vulnerability in it. And then this is a sort of like intense, um, Cool. Uh, you know, just a very different vibe. So I think those are the two highlights. And what's the structure me. in terms of the cast? Like, is it a, it's, it's a large cast ensemble? It's just, right. And so then well, there, I mean, these it's... are like the little duets. Right? right. And then there's, you know, Tyler Peck is a central figure, has a couple solos and a duet. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. There are like, there are other little breakouts there, but um, yeah, it was a really, really interesting work for me nice. to see. Mm-hmm. I was glad I, I got to see that. I'm trying to think of, yeah, I saw Unity Phelan in her Afternoon of a Fawn debut. I saw oh, a, nice. a, a divert, a divert amount of number 15 cast with tons of debuts in it. Has Unity um, done Afternoon of a Fawn in Veil? Trying to remember. I don't know. She did with Christopher Grant, and they were, they were beautiful. I mean, obviously, stunning pair just to look at. Mm-hmm. Oh, I bet. Both of them. Oh, um, cool. Nice. And then Allegro. I mean, everyone loved yeah. Allegro. Allegro Brown. So, and with Tyler, Ty, the Tyler Tyler. Uh, what a great part for her. I mean, she's fantastic and everything, but I just, I particularly like videos that of her that come out of Allegro. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was fun because she was partnered with Tyler Angle and they're not often paired together because huh. he's needed to partner taller women. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's just such an incredible partner. So it's fun. I think that she is really relishing that moment of like getting that extra support. Um, Yeah. Something a little different. Taking care of your skin is an important part of your image. And yet so many don't invest in healthy skincare. Meet Menagee. Made in the USA, our products are proven problem solvers and are used by many dancers, as well as those who simply want to have healthy skin and look their very best, whether on stage or off. Formulated with natural botanicals and texture-improving ingredients, our professional-grade skincare and cosmetics are made to withstand hot stage lighting and yet feel and look natural on your skin. Simple to use, our liquid powder shine eliminator keeps skin 100% shine-free, minimizes the appearance of large pores, and delivers uber moisture. Our urban camouflage vegan stick concealers cover topical imperfections like dark under-eye circles and skin discoloration and can be used for dramatic contour application too. Our HDPV anti-shine pressed powders deliver excellent natural-looking coverage to even out skin tone and keep you looking fabulous. Go to www.menskincare.com, that's menskincare with one S, and use code COD30 to receive 30% savings on all individual products. Your skin will thank you. Tell me about yeah. the Carol Armitage Um we texted only about it briefly and we actually haven't gotten a chance really to talk about it. So, and we of course had her on the podcast to give us a preview of the work and um, the evening. And she did a duet with Jock Soto, which she talked about. So tell us, mm-hmm. tell us what it was like. Tell us. Yeah. I mean, it, went I, with Mira again, I, yeah. I went with Mira again and India Bradley, friend of the pod. It was fun to take my little, like my babies with me. <laughs> I felt like <laughs> Uncle Michael taking, <laughs> taking <laughs> my ballet children. Uh, no, but I love the, I love them both so much. I, mm-hmm. I love that I love their curiosity. Mira also went. She went to see Martha Graham 
which of course I wanted to go so bad. Yeah, it's just so fun. It. Like Mira is just such a, a curious artist. Mm-hmm. And I think that's obviously gonna, that only helps you become a, a deeper artist, but totally. Um, so Carol, it was so fun. It's just like, she really, it's like, it makes total sense with her whole interview. You know, when she's like, what call her the punk ballerina. And like <laughs> these pieces would just be like to- stuff totally off the wall in a really fun um like and often funny like she has a sense of humor she's not um like taking herself too seriously but she is pushing the boundaries and um Mm. one dancer in particular i just love i actually taught class for carol's company one of the first things i did when i moved back to new york for real um yeah um and this dancer uh sierra french that was in that was featured in i think every work in the evening except for the pot with jock and carol she's just mm-hmm. such a beauty i mean i think carol chooses her dancers um you know everyone is really individual and has to offer something that nobody else in the group does kind mm-hmm. of you know it's like a That's very cool. carefully curated group right um so, it, but so it was nice because really a lot of times i feel like right you're just trying to find like a group that goes together cohesively Right. Or in ballet, right. at least we think of that, like a court of ballet that kind of looks the same or, <laughs> right. you know, so that's cool to have like that, those individual voices yeah. in there and, like that. And all the pieces that I saw were just so, everything was so unlike the last thing you saw. Like it just, I think Carol is just like, and I'm going to do like, does that on purpose maybe, you know? And, um, and then of course the duet with, jock had a lot of like emotional weight to it and it was really beautiful Mm -hmm. to just see two artists returning you know and like sort of letting the theatrical experience wash over them it was really touching that's yeah that's so cool that's great i want also let's talk a little bit about um seeing mcb do jewels i haven't seen the company since before the pandemic, I kind of like right around the pandemic time kind of started, stopped going to the ballet. Cause it felt like, um, it was just a little hard to go see ballet at that time, you know? And then you saw them. Oh, you saw them at the Kennedy center doing Nutcracker this year, right? Oh, you're or, Yes. You're right. Yeah. 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 I did see Nutcracker. So that was you, my first time in since so, I staged rodeo. Yeah. Right. So in around the same amount of time. Yeah. So it was really, um, it was really great to like be back. And then of course, in a theater that we performed in so many times and it was, Wait, I'm, was yeah. Broward your last theater? It was my last theater. It was my last show ever. Was my last. Theater. Well, my last show, as you know, was not expected to be my last show ever, <laughs> but it was in yeah. West Palm, but you had like a whole retirement in Broward. So that really, well, no, on the, my, mm. my actual last show wasn't the day that we celebrated my retirement. No, no, no. But I'm saying like divert. the pictures that I yeah. have from like your last show is right. with yeah, me yeah. and you and your last show yeah, is yeah, in yeah, Broward. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Yes, yes. Right. So um, anyway, so yeah, I mean, of course, so many memories. It was, you know, bummer that we still can't, which I understand that we can't go backstage because of COVID protocols. So mm-hmm. that was kind of felt weird. Like if, right, it felt like being like an audience yeah. member in a way that we just haven't before Mm-hmm. through no fault of anyone, obviously, but mm-hmm. it was so cool to see. And Michael, you and I were talking about, like, I haven't seen Jules in years, um, but just like watching rubies, the way, especially the way the steps just come back to you. Right. Like, I think we were both commenting on, on that. It's such a perfect ballet. It's just like, it's like, 
you i we neither you nor i have performed it well rubies we we, we got to do one more time in veil mm-hmm. um, did get a but bonus time never came back during our time as dancers so we only did them as apprentices and um and then we got to do rubies in uh, in the core a few years later in veil but it's For like at least a decade or no more yeah nine was when we did um veil yeah right. so that was the last time we've danced the ballet haven't seen it a lot since and then it's just mm-hmm. like you get and you're just like it makes so much sense of this like complicated score and you just know like there is no other step that you could do you just like you you, you know it all makes total physical sense so mm-hmm. it's like you'll never forget it mm-hmm. shout and, out to our sorry Where yeah no and i was just gonna say and we, we got to see an incredible cast too that's what i was just gonna say ha! yeah i was gonna say shout out to our friend adrian carter who did tall girl in rubies it was her well this time around was her premiere in um that and she was just such a fierce such a fierce ruby and i really there's a um renan sardiero friend of the pod um was the lead male who of course we adore and love mm-hmm. um he's an incredible dancer and then the female that danced with him taylor and and she's new to the com- newish to the company certainly new to us since we like she wasn't in the company when we joined and what a fantastic young talent and it was so cool to see her really just like so fearlessly going out yeah. there and, and killing I mean, yeah what was cool what i enjoyed about the ruby's performance was that at the tempo started getting really hectic at Ooh, the end it was but so fast. Wow. yeah and then you but you but two dancers that are so in charge of their own technique, Renan, who is an established principal dancer, and then Taylor, who's, you know, the sort of like prodigy. Um, I think she might still be a teenager. <laughs> um, I think she's so young. So just to see them, the two of them, just like, if anything be pushed further, like, mm-hmm more excited and more like they like almost you know the way that ruby's the their their partnership is already kind of like a challenge like a a competition yeah that's true you know like a back and forth conversation Mm -hmm. and then they're adding the the orchestra into that conversation and they're like okay you're gonna play faster okay well i'm gonna show you what what else i can do on top of that Um, it was wild that tempo at the end and the tempo yeah. at the end of Diamonds, too, like for that very last finale step, was like, we were like, oh, my gosh, that's fast. But oh, it was exciting. Diamonds. Yeah, it's just it's so it was really fun to see Miami City Ballet do it. And then like a week and a half later, see Royal Danish Ballet do it and just know that like Jules is this, um, you know, it, it it translates to to any ballet dancer. I think you feel it. And then it, I was talking to some of the dancers and and they were all talking about it. We call it like, what do we call it? Like the slow or like the something at the end of a, of diamonds. Bum, bum, oh, it's like Polonaise. Bum, bum, bum. Mm-hmm. Well, the Polonaise yeah, is part. the final section, but you remember oh, sorry. You know, like, like ma, ba, no, ma, yeah, there's a name fourth. for it. Please step to fourth. Um, and they all cited that as their favorite part. And I remember like, we all used to talk about that. We used to be like, and that's when I'm crying on stage. And so it, mm-hmm. it's just universal. So that's funny. Oh, I like that. You know what? I also, um, was especially appreciating um, were the costumes and the set for Miami City Ballet's version. Yeah. It's like so close to the Karinska version. I mean, I think based on right, based on photos in like a beautiful way. Like, because I yeah. I have seen. It seems like so many companies have been doing jewels. Not and, my. Oof. And yeah, there's been gonna, some. We're gonna, 
we're saying nice things, but we're, I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to go out and say some not a less ni- not nice thing right now. And that it's a lot of the Jules adaptations are not really it for me. The costumes. Yeah. And especially like rubies. I keep seeing pictures. And I, I literally have no idea what company I'm talking about. I just somehow like it keeps popping up on Instagram. So it's not even like anything specific, but it's like seeing some rubies with skirts that are like um, looks like a leotard with a skirt attached like you would wear in like class, you know, instead of like having like the separate pieces. And then I think part of rubies is hearing the clanking of the rubies together Mm, on the skirts. Like it's part of it. I don't know. And so I did. And, and like the, you and I were talking about the diamond principles headpiece is just so gorgeous. And um, I remember actually seeing San Francisco ballet do jewels and they had rented out our costumes and it was right. after Miami city ballet. Like we had done it with Miami city ballet. And so seeing them do, it was really cool. Like in our costumes with our cool, the cool backdrop um, that MCB has. And so, you know, I don't think we got to really like watch the whole ballet that much when we were at MCB just cause we were busy dancing. So it was cool right. to also appreciate that like grandeur of their production. Right. And world Danish ballet also, does very similar to Karinska original yeah. design. So, I mean, that's just always going to be my favorite, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, I agree. Yeah. Uh, something else we could bring up. Like, so hmm. I think we did a pretty good rundown of our, like, of things we've seen mm-hmm. live, which, I mean, all of that is like, the, like when you think about it, like, I've, I've had a, like a little, like, a, like, wow, I'm just very lucky and, and grateful that I get to see so much dance. Like when you go through mm-hmm. it, like Ragamala isn't Carol Armitage, isn't, Mm-mm. New York City Ballet isn't Royal Danish Ballet. Or oh, I also saw this amazing tapper, Luke Hickey. Um, cool. Justin and Patricia did the introduction for it. It was great. Justin oh. Peck and Patricia Delgado. Cool. But, um, <laughs> and yeah, so I've just been seeing such a, a variety of dance. And like, and then I think I, of the things I've, I've unfortunately had to miss, you know, like missed Adriana's Queer the Ballet because of work. And mm-hmm. Um, I missed our friends, Martha Graham Dance Company, um, at City Center. Oh, I missed everything at City Center. Paul Taylor, DTH, like it was um, so awesome. Valley Hispanico, and so it's like I'm only seeing like you know a quarter of what I want to see, and it's still just so great. So we're really feeling the cup overfloweth. Yeah, with with beautiful dance performances. Are you going to be able to see band um, together? Is that what it's called? It's coming back this year, right? The band. I will be staging a ballet. Oh not. no, <laughs> guess not. Well, you won't be reporting live for that then, I guess. No, <laughs> <laughs> we'll have someone else report live for that. <laughs> yeah, but were you going to change um, the topic to something else? Yeah, I was going to change the topic. I wanted to congratulate a friend of the pod. Susan Jaffe on her appointment as yes. artistic director at American Ballet Theater, which is something that has been, you know, I mean, when did Kevin announce his retirement? It feels like a long time, time ago as, now. Remember at almost the same time as Helgi Thomason did in San Francisco. I feel like I remember it being very close together in a way that was like, wow, look at these big changes that are going to be happening. Right. And I think it was maybe around the time they were announcing um, John Stafford, Wendy Whalen at New York City Valley. Maybe it just right. felt like Every- a lot of change was happening. Yeah. But we were just, I mean, I, I think I speak for both of us when we say we're, we're so happy for Susan Yay. because we loved her. Our interview is oh among God. our favorites. Do we know what episode that is? I'll tell you right now. You keep talking and I'll shout it out. Yeah. When I find um, it. It, yeah, it's among the fav- are the best episodes I think we've ever done. And um, we would love to have Susan back on because it was just like, I remember we had a short period of, of time to talk to her because we, we're trying to get everything. And it was right when she had 
taken over the helm at Pittsburgh Ballet Theater. And we were trying to, you know, like get her career in and talk about like directing a company. And, um, and we only had like 45 minutes or something. So we just, yeah. we got, we got to get Susan back on, but I, yeah. I think that the overall reaction has been pretty euphoric. So like everyone wonderful. is, yeah. I mean, the dancers I speak to at American Ballet Theater are excited about her. That's great. Audience members, you know, it's like, it's just so nice to have someone that is a part of the lineage. Mm-hmm. It can be really, I think it can be most disruptive when it's just like, here's this outsider coming on in who doesn't know anything about um, the right. traditions and. I can feel so scary for the dancers, you know, so I'm happy to hear that the dancers are excited. It certainly seems, I mean, euphoria all over social media, at least. Mm -hmm. Um, So that episode with Susan was in episode 199, if anybody wants to go back and listen to that. But yes, she's definitely on our list to like check in with. And And this was this was a fun fact that was pointed out to me. Um, The apartment that I was living in before previously lived in by Jonathan Stafford. And Susan Jaffe. Who's Importante next? People. Hard to say. <laughs> <laughs> well, and of course, Justin. So Justin, hmm. John Stafford, right. and and yeah. Only the greats lived in that apartment, huh? Yeah. So I guess it's got it's got good energy. So <laughs> yeah, that's cool. I like that a lot. Um, yeah, so that's true. That's really great news. Hopefully we'll be able to report on that soon. Is there anything else going on that's interesting? I mean, there are a million things and I just <laughs> so many things it's can't yeah, too much to think things. of, honestly. I, I do. I feel sad that I'm I'm missing. The, I, well, no, that, that I'm lying. I'm missing the Stravinsky Festival stuff tomorrow. So I'll, I'll see at least one program, but I missed last week because I was in Denmark. And, yeah. Um, all those ballets are just so wonderful. So, yeah. And yeah. our next episode that will come out after this, um, we will be talking about Stravinsky and Balanchine um, and some composer collaborations. So that will be next episode great, to hit your feed it's a great episode it was That's really a great, great. Episode, we just recorded Jonathan. it you know that it's a great episode <laughs> Jonathan you know that <laughs> hopefully our our center stage stands out there get that kids now don't watch center stage anymore you know that well you know it's scary I mean this is just like everything on the internet they're like you know when they and you're like that's just how time works but <laughs> the thing about it what is scary to me is that center stage like in terms of distance between us and center stage that's how you and i felt about the turning point growing up that is a tough, that's bonkers that's a tough realization that's a me. tough realization didn't you think that i mean it felt like, the like turning look at point. this old movie this oldie <laughs> <laughs> better be black and white or something yeah <laughs> i was like oh it's got like. Anne bancroft in it she's a thousand <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh no yeah. that is it is how time works yeah it's true mm-hmm well, I think before we before we wrap this up, oh, we have yeah. if, if anyone's still listening. <laughs> <laughs> so we have one of our um, biggest COD expenditures coming up um, in June, which is um, to pay for us to host our website. And because our audio files are really big and we have lots and lots and lots of episodes. Actually, Michael, I think I told you this. It's been a little while, but um, at one point our our website stopped working. And so I had to get in touch with our hosting company who is in motion hosting, by the way, shout out to them, honestly, because they're like the best company ever. (laughs) I know that's weird to say, but their customer service is fantastic. (laughs) And so I was on with customer service and I was like, what's happening? And he goes, wow, this website has a lot of data on it. It's getting a lot of hits and people are really downloading a ton of data. Like, what is this website? And I was like, oh, it's a podcast. And he goes, 
but like you have a lot of listeners, like a lot of people are listening. Wow. And I was like, wow, I guess. And he's like, you're going to have to pay more. And I was like, well, when you say it like that, that is because we have a lot of <laughs> listeners. That makes me feel better. So it is um, our big biggest expenditure each year of $800 to continue to store all of our episodes online. So that's coming up for us. Um, in lieu of starting a GoFundMe, <laughs> we would like to ask you if you enjoy our podcast, you know, um, we, we do everything we can to ensure that it remains a free service. Um, you know, this is not something that we earn an income from, you know, we have our wonderful sponsors who are so helpful and supportive, but, um, ultimately, you know, things like this come out of our pocket so that we can continue to give you the content, um, that we love to bring to you. So if you can donate, you know, $5, $10, or, you know, <laughs> heck the whole 800, <laughs> come on over, come we'll on put over. a link in uh, this episode description. Yep. And we also have um, on our website, um, conversationsondancepod.com. You can um, click support and there's a spot to support the podcast through PayPal. If you're interested, just if you're interested, if, and if you're not, and you're like, that's not for me, you can also rate and review this podcast and subscribe wherever you get your podcast. That also is very helpful to us. See, so. there are myriad ways that you can show your support and that's right. We would love to see it. Yeah. We hate to do this to you guys. That's enough. Yeah. We're done. We're done with that plea. <laughs> but yeah, so that's it. Mikey, it's well, good to see you. It's good. In, good to see you too. Screen. Yeah. And and listeners, if you have thoughts about any of the performances that we've seen and discussed in this podcast, mm. let us know. Yeah, love totally. To hear your oh, thoughts. we love to hear that. And I love hearing too, like um, when we put up our social media posts, I put up our posts about the episodes like a day or two after the episode goes live because I love when people comment and like, we, we always share them with each other. People comment and say like, Oh, you know, something interesting about whatever episode. Cause they like to tune into it. So even if you want to go back and comment on something in that way and say, you saw the performance and you enjoyed it, we totally want to hear about that too, because we also like, I don't get to see all of them. So I love hearing from you guys. Yeah, um, for sure. yeah. What it was like and how you enjoyed it. And hopefully the pod was able to give you some context into what you're seeing because I'm sure that makes it, it always makes things more fun, you know, to have that context. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. Well, thanks, Rebecca. Thanks, Mikey. See you next time. See you next time. <laughs>